Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to Shravanam Diaries podcast. I'm your host Sulalita Devidasi and we are continuing to read teachings of Lord Chaitanya by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada. Chapter 23 Why Study the Vedanta Sutra It is a fact, therefore, that sense gratification is the central principle of materialistic life, whether based on the Vedas or simply on common human activities. There are three divisions of the Vedas. The first division, the Karmakanda, recommends fruitive activities by which people can advance to higher planets. Above this is the Upasanakanda, which recommends worship of the various demigods for the purpose of attaining their planets. Finally, there is the Gyanakanda, which recommends activities that enable one to reach the absolute truth and realize his impersonal feature in order to become one with him. But the impersonal aspect of the absolute truth is not the last word. Above the impersonal feature is the Paramatma or Supersoul and above that is the personal aspect of the Absolute Truth. Srimad Bhagavatam gives information about the personal qualities of the Absolute Truth beyond the impersonal aspect. Topics concerning these qualities are greater than topics of impersonal philosophical speculation. Consequently, Srimad Bhagavatam is given higher status, higher status than the Gyanakanda division of the Vedas. Srimad Bhagavatam is also greater than the Karmakanda and Upasanakanda divisions because it recommends the worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna the Divine Son of Vasudeva. The Karmakanda division of the Vedas is fraught with competition to reach heavenly planets for better sense gratification. And this competition is also seen in the Gyanakanda and Upasanakanda divisions. Srimad Bhagavatam is above all of these, because it aims only at the supreme truth, the substance or the root of all categories. In other words, from Srimad Bhagavatam, we can know the substance as well as the relativities in their true sense and perspective. The substance is the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead, and the relativities are the different forms of energy which emanate from Him. Since the living entities are also His energies, 
there is nothing really different from the substance. At the same time, the energies are different from the substance. This conception is not self-contradictory. Srimad Bhagavatam explicitly deals with this simultaneously one and different philosophy, a philosophy also found in the Vedanta Sutra, which begins with the Janmadhyasyai Sutra. Mm -hmm. Knowledge of the simultaneously one and different nature of the absolute truth has been imparted for the well-being of everyone. Mental speculators mislead people by trying to establish the energy of the Lord as absolute, but when the truth of simultaneous oneness and difference is understood, that truth is more pleasing than the imperfect conceptions of monism and dualism. By understanding the Lord's simultaneous oneness with and difference from His creation, one can immediately attain freedom from the threefold miseries. Miseries inflicted by the body and mind, by other living entities, and by acts of nature over which we have no control. Srimad Bhagavatam begins with the surrender of the living entity unto the Supreme Absolute Person. The surrender is made with full awareness of the devotee's oneness with the Absolute Person and at the same time his eternal position of servitorship toward him. In the material conception one falsely thinks himself the Lord of all he surveys. Consequently, he is always troubled by the threefold miseries of life. But as soon as one comes to know his real position in transcendental service, he at once becomes freed from all the above-mentioned threefold miseries. The position of servitor is wasted in the material conception of life. In an attempt to dominate material nature, the living entity is forced to offer his service to the relative material energy. When the service is transferred to the Lord, in pure consciousness of spiritual identity. The living entity at once becomes free from the encumbrances of material affliction. Over and above this, Srimad Bhagavatam is the personal commentary on the Vedanta Sutra by Vyasadeva after he had attained maturity in spiritual understanding, in spiritual realization. He was able to write it by the mercy of Narada. 
Srila Vyasadeva is an incarnation of Narayana, the personality of Godhead. Therefore, there is no question about his authority. Although he is the author of all Vedic literature, he specifically recommends the study of Srimad Bhagavatam above all other books. In other Puranas, various methods for worshipping demigods are mentioned. But in Srimad Bhagavatam, only worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is mentioned. The Supreme Lord is the whole body, and the demigods are different parts of that body. Thus, one who worships the Supreme Lord need not worship the demigods, for the Supreme Lord is at once fixed in one's heart. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu distinguished Srimad Bhagavatam from all other Puranas by recommending it as the spotless Purana. Spotless Purana, Amala Purana. Hmm. The transcendental message is received through the ears by the method of submissive hearing. A challenging attitude cannot help one receive or realize the transcendental message. Therefore, in the second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, the word Shushrushu is used. This word indicates that one should be eager to hear the transcendental message. The desire to hear with interest is the primary qualification for assimilating transcendental knowledge. Unfortunately, few people are interested in patiently hearing the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. The process is simple, but the application is difficult. Those who are unfortunate will find time to hear ordinary social and political topics and all sorts of idle talks. But when they are invited to join an assembly of devotees to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, they are reluctant to attend. Or they will indulge in hearing portions of Srimad Bhagavatam they are unfit to hear. Professional reciters of the Bhagavatam indulge in reciting the portions dealing with the confidential pastimes of the Supreme Lord. These portions appear to be sex literature. Srimad Bhagavatam is meant to be heard from the beginning, and those who are fit to assimilate the messages of the Bhagavatam are mentioned in the very beginning. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.1.2 The bona fide audience fit to hear Srimad Bhagavatam consists of those who have performed many pious deeds. But any intelligent person 
by thoughtful discretion, can come to believe in the assurances of the great sage Vyasadeva and patiently hear the messages of Srimad Bhagavatam in order to realize the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly. One need not struggle through the different Vedic stages of realization, for one can quickly be lifted to the position of Paramahamsa simply by agreeing to patiently hear the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. The sages of Naimisharanya told Sutta Goswami that they intensely desired to understand Srimad Bhagavatam. They were hearing, they were hearing from Sutta Goswami about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and they were never satiated by these discussions. People who are really attached to Krishna never stop wanting to hear more and more about him. Lord Chaitanya therefore advised Prakashananda Saraswati, quote, Always read Srimad Bhagavatam and try to understand each and every verse. Then you will actually understand the Brahma Sutra. You say that you are very eager to study the Vedanta Sutra, but you cannot understand the Vedanta Sutra without understanding Srimad Bhagavatam." He also advised Prakashananda Saraswati to always chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare By doing this, you will very easily be liberated. After liberation, you will be eligible to achieve the highest goal of life, love of Godhead. The Lord then recited many verses from authoritative scriptures like Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, and the Nrisimha Tapani Upanishad. He quoted this verse from the Bhagavad Gita 18.54. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nashochati Nakankshati Samasarveshu Bhuteshu Madbhaktim Labhate Param. When one actually becomes self realized, Knowing that he is Brahman, he becomes happy and joyful, and he no longer feels any lamentation or hankering. Such a person sees all living entities on an equal level, and he becomes a pure devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead." Next. He quoted a statement from Shankaracharya's commentary on the Nrisimha Tapani Upanishad 2.5.16. 
This statement says that when a person is actually liberated, actually liberated, he can understand the transcendental pastimes of the Supreme Lord and thus engage in his devotional service. Lord Chaitanya also quoted a verse from the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 2.1.9, in which Shukadeva Goswami states that although he was elevated to the liberated stage and free from the clutches of Maya, he was still attracted by the transcendental pastimes of Krishna. Consequently, he studied Srimad Bhagavatam from his great father, Vyasadeva. Next, Lord Chaitanya quoted another shloka from the Srimad Bhagavatam 3.15.43, which deals with the Kumaras. When the Kumaras entered the temple of the Lord, they were attracted by the aroma of the flowers and tulsi leaves offered to the lotus feet of the Lord with pulp of sandalwood. Simply by the Kumaras smelling the aroma of these offerings, their minds turned to the service of the Supreme Lord. Although the Kumaras were already liberated souls. It is stated elsewhere in Bhagavatam 1.7.10 that even if one is liberated soul and is actually free from material contamination, he can still become attracted to rendering the Supreme Lord devotional service that is causeless and unhampered by any material propensity. This is because God is so attractive and because he is so attractive, so attractive, he is called Krishna. In this way, Lord Chaitanya began to discuss the Atmarama verse from Srimad Bhagavatam with Prakashananda Saraswati. Lord Chaitanya's admirer, admirer, the Maharashtrian Brahmana, related that the Lord had earlier explained this verse in 61 different ways. Everyone assembled was, everyone assembled was very eager to hear the different versions of the Lord's explanation of the Atmarama verse, Atmarama Shloka. And since they were so eager, Lord Chaitanya again explained the shloka in the same way that he had explained it to Sanatana Goswami. Everyone who heard the explanations of the Atmarama shloka was amazed. Indeed, everyone considered Lord Krishna, everyone considered, oh, everyone considered Lord Chaitanya to be none other than Shri Krishna himself. Hare Krishna. 
We have completed chapter number 23 and tomorrow we shall begin chapter number 24, Talks with Sarva Bauma Bhattacharya. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website shravanamdiaries.com and we shall see you next time tomorrow. Hare Krishna!